Oh, speaking of people that were curious if they listen to our podcast, we're really curious if Nina West listens to our podcast. Oh, yeah. I've been wondering that because she likes, I mean, she likes some of our tweets, but she likes some of the tweets that are like more pertaining to the podcast. So I'm like, maybe she's like one of our peeps. She's like one of our insider, well, listeners, but she's like in the bubble. I mean, I hope so. She's like Midwest queen. We're yeah. Yes. Queens. Do you think she's been the one that's like been scooping all of our ideas and pitching it to the drag race people? Because you know how like they always steal <laughs> our ideas. <laughs> Nina would never. I think there's a shady producer out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have like shady producer plus Nina listening. Yeah. The producers like Carmen San Diego, but with like ideas and shit. Yeah. Stealing ideas. We need some ideas for All Stars 5 challenges. Let's listen to Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And they say it just like that, too. Yes. No, it'd be really cool if Nina is listening. If you are, hi. Very cool. Blink once for yes. (laughs) Blink twice (laughs) for no. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That would be like such a dream come true. So anyways, well... Should we get on with the show today? Let's get it going. Let's do it. Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, grrr. Hello and welcome, America, to Thanks for Coming. My name is Seth. What is yours? Hi, it's Jamal. Hello, it's Stoney. Hey, everyone. It's another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. And a big welcome only to Nina West, if you're listening. (laughs) 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 But I mean, everyone else is welcome to listen to, so please don't click off. (laughs) I love a good shade sprinkle. Well, we have to throw it in like early because... Nina probably isn't going to listen to the whole episode, I'm sure. Yeah. She's a busy queen. So Yeah. We gotta get our audience right for the start, girl. <laughs> so hopefully maybe she listened for a couple minutes, then dropped out, but we at least Wait. got the message. No. Maybe we I... should get going in case she is listening. So she just doesn't hear us talking about her for like two minutes and then she's like, All right, I'm over it, I'm over it, I'm over it. Yeah, run girl. <laughs> we love you, Nina. I like watching you sleep at night. <laughs> sorry for the creepy fan we're really not creepy (laughs) nina yeah some of like freaky's person just snuck in i don't know what happened (laughs) oh my gosh well you guys it's another week here thanks for coming what have you guys been up to last week did you guys do anything super cool do you guys sacrifice any animals? Whatever. Um, I didn't sacrifice any animals, but poor Tanya's bumper was sacrificed this weekend when someone hit her. Uh-oh. What uh, happened? Was it a Sandy? It was a really rainy day and some chick from Arizona slid into us. Oh, she's not used to the rain, girl. No, <laughs> no. But um, other than that, like a messed up bumper, I don't know what all is wrong yet. She's getting taken in tomorrow, but ugh, it was just annoying because it was like super wet. The officer was real rude and just not friendly. <laughs> I had to cancel my haircut. And then we went to my niece's recital, which was fun, but 
sitting in a nice hard small wooden chair after little fender benders not the most fun thing <laughs> no i love sitting in wood Ugh, no not this time oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about you stoney what's been going on with you um nothing really major i don't know i don't really have anything like exciting to report this week he's still body pumping I'm still doing my body pump classes, so yes. in preparation for Gaga. Work. Are you guys still dancing to the oldies? <laughs> yeah, I'm still like wearing my dazzly golden <gasps> shorts. <laughs> nice. Looking for Richard Simmons. He's missing, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Is this like one of the classes where you guys all get in the pool with like the empty milk jugs and like <laughs> wave them around and stuff? Yeah. Like, and you're one in a piece? Yeah. And also shake weights. <laughs> ah, oh. Shake weight. <laughs> Work. You must be in the advanced class you're like super strong <laughs> work yeah. those tries we do like two shake weights one in each hand <laughs> oh sometimes i do that but they aren't shake weights <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> well very cool i didn't have a lot going on this week but i did see the adventures in game and um it was like a little bit longer than it needed to be i think but it was like three it was over three hours long and like the whole like first one third of the movie could have been like condensed into like a montage my goodness like how did you do that like three hours like stoney and i we consider a movie if it's close to two hours yeah i didn't go to the bathroom for 24 hours before so i wouldn't have to go to the bathroom at all jeez yeah i'm committed to this girl i hate long movies like I really have gotten to the point where I just can't stand them. Uh-oh. Like if, if it's like an hour and like 20, 30 minutes, it's like the perfect sweet spot for a movie. So catch them all in Stoney at like the kids' Disney Pixar <laughs> movies. Well, yeah, nowadays. Incredible Me 28. <laughs> or on YouTube or Hulu. <laughs> I don't or know. Or watching Kingdom. We're like, what documentaries are out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i think it's my like i just have poor attention span because i don't know smartphone generation like i'm just like what's happening now here's the thing so we are embarking on the marvel journey so we're gonna start with iron man we're watching all of the marvel movies i mean whenever we watch these movies we enjoy them but it's just like working up to the point of saying yes and going like committing to three hours plus nowadays it's really difficult yeah it was crazy what happened at the end with the infinity gauntlet and the guy that you know with the thing yeah i can't wait to watch (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if people thought i was actually gonna spoil it (laughs) actually i've been listening to um movie geeks and proud their podcast because they did uh adventures in game podcast and i thought it was really like interesting how they did it because they did top three like different categories like best like top three mvps and there were um you know the two hosts plus a guest so uh so each person got to say one thing for each like list of three i like that um i think that one might be in my queue i'll have to press play on it you should because if they had like actually done a recap of like the whole movie it probably would have been like five hours i'm not afraid of spoilers like i'll still watch like i already know what happens but i'm not one of those queens oh we're so like we shouldn't talk about when captain america kills 
<laughs> oh wait can i even say this is the secret service gonna come at my house girl oh, strike gosh. that from the record i don't need those assholes coming after me <laughs> sorry none of this is gonna make sense because i had to cut out a part where i thought my life might be in jeopardy <laughs> if i put it in the podcast <laughs> but um but yeah anyways but yeah so that's like our weeks nothing too crazy has happened but um you know what we're still excited about this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. So why don't you guys all stay tuned and we will be right back with your Honest Tea Spill of the Week, Yanny. Uh, honest Tea. Hello and welcome back everyone to the Honest Tea Spill of the Week. This week we are here to recap episode 11 of RuPaul's Drag Race and season 11. 11, 11, 11, oh my god, let's get married, everybody. Make a wish. Worst episode ever. <laughs> I know, this was not lucky at all, was it girl? No, no. I didn't know what to do with myself. I wore my Nina West shirt to the bar and... uh. It did not go well. <laughs> you were violated, basically. <laughs> yeah. It was not good. <laughs> Our edges are still a little bloody. Yeah, definitely. There's uh, staining in the wood of my hardwood floor. And <laughs> <laughs> probably not going to come out, so I'm going to lose my security deposit. But whatever. <laughs> got real. Uh, yeah, it got real real quick, girl. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Uh, the top of the episode, Miss Sugar Kane called 911 because she was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, oh. I've been robbed. <laughs> I look just fine and I did not deserve to be in the bottom two yet. Here I am in the van going home. Ugh, rough. Yeah. The, the blows just keep on coming. So let's get into this episode and uh, everyone just mentally prepare yourselves like I'm I'm really scared I'm going to cry at some point in this episode. So let's see if all my personalities can keep it together. Oh, no. Hang in there, Jane. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be rough for Suzanne. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So at the top of the show, Silky is feeling the pressure and says that she will fight to the end as long as there's a Twinkie there. <sighs> I'm so tired of this. Like, if you're going to do it, girl, do it. Don't half-ass it and flop to the end. Yeah, don't worry, girl. It's fine because Rue's going to save you every single time. So it's all yeah. good. It's <laughs> totally fine. It doesn't really matter what you do. It's really fine. Nappy weave and all. Does anyone else creeped out when people say silky with the good milk? I just don't understand what that means. I don't want to know what that means. I was like confused by that. Silk almond milk or something? Oh, soy milk. Silk like soy like soy milk i don't know i don't know it's more like after two episodes of those hip pads it's more like flop flop silky better get a mop and clean up the spilled milk (laughs) and i have never seen lumps in soy milk bitch yeah there's a first time for everything you know (laughs) (laughs) must be some of that genetically modified tea the lumpier the soy milk the better is what i've heard (laughs) i've (laughs) I think someone did you dirty, girl. You shouldn't do that. You need to go get tested. Yeah, girl. With Miss Silky, we are definitely getting spoiled milk at this point. Uh, We are past the expiration date, but no one's taking it off the shelf to send it back to the manufacturer. But, girl, it's it's, uh, definitely that. It is. It is. We're powering through it, though. Definitely. Well, we're trying to. So we are going into the mini challenge. And when the going gets tough, 
a bitch has to know when to fake slap a mother tucker. <laughs> These challenges are always so fun. I just like to see how extra the queens will get. Yeah, I was like really happy that I removed the slapping element from the fantasy league. <laughs> Damn it. There would have been so many points. Yeah, he would have been busy on In the a lot of tracking. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was also funny that Rue was like, because I'm still in litigation from allegedly slapping a contestant last season. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I like that. It was fun. Basically, uh, I mean, there wasn't really too much to discuss about this. I did write down a few of my favorite lines that I heard during this challenge. The first one comes from Miss Vanjie. Uh-oh. When she said, you always playing an ugly Naomi Smalls. <gasps> Gasp. Who did you say that to? Evie Oddly. Oh my God. <laughs> you know I lived. I died. I love Evie, but that was funny. I did too. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so another amazing line that we got was uh, from Nina West, R.I.P. And <laughs> it was... Uh, Everything is a little easier in Canada, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Nina. And then my last one is from Brooke. And she said, this feels wrong. Is it okay to slap a homeless person? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I like that one. (laughs) Yeah, I did like that one a lot. (laughs) Yes. So that is three lines from the mini challenge. Nice. I dig it. So the mini challenge, Brooklyn Heights wins. And then... All the girls are surprised because RuPaul has brought back some of her favorite girls. And those include Sugar Kane, Ariel Versace, Soju, Plastic Tiara, Honey Davenport, Scarlet Envy. I choose you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bearded Honey Davenport. We are both on the couch like, oh, trade. Trade's here. I love Honey Davenport. Please come back for all stars so I can look (laughs) at you again. I know. I was so mad at the bar, too, because the host, the drag queen that's the host, she was like, who's that? And someone said, they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, it's Honey Davenport. Like, I was kind of quiet. And then someone next to me was like, it's Kahana Montrese with the beard. Oh, my God. And I'm like, God damn, these white people. <laughs> they're like, we I don't all look alike, Brittany. Like, I can't tell apart all the black people. It's so difficult. Well, to be fair, the host is also a person of color, so that was kind of surprising to me. <laughs> Seriously, wow. Okay. That is two some black-on-black black crime girl. Two balls dropped. Yeah. Was that a uh, beard weave that Kahana had on? Or not Kahana. Yeah, it was oh a lace God. front. Wow, you're racist too, girl. <laughs> we got you. Damn it. <laughs> Expose, bitch. Wow. Is that a beard weave. Oh my that gosh. That honey Davenport had on. Oh my, god. oh my god, I'm dying. Okay, I'm good. Sorry to everyone's RIP everyone's ears. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to think who you think I look like if you don't think I'm me. Yeah, who who did you marry, Stoney? <laughs> I thought I married Denzel Washington. I thought I married that dude from The Matrix. What's his name? Morpheus. (laughs) Yeah. Morpheus. (laughs) Oh, he wanted a zaddy. (laughs) Yes. I'll take all the pills. (laughs) Do I have to choose? Give them all to me. (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, that was funny, though. I was like, yeah, that lace front on Honey was looking real nice, though. It was very believable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there were more missing queens, more eliminated queens, than returning missing queens. So the ones that were, I guess, either not invited back or maybe they were too busy to come back were Kahana Montrese. Raja O'Hara and Mercedes Iman Diamond. Um, Raja definitely wasn't invited back. Agreed. Uh, I second that motion. Fuck and their then, drag, right? I don't know, like about Mercedes and Kahana, to be honest. <laughs> Clearly not RuPaul's favorites. Yeah, I mean, if they're looking at just performance, you know, I don't know. Maybe when RuPaul says she brought her favorites back to the competition, she meant she brought back the queens from the season that she still remembered their names. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Brooklyn won the mini challenge, so she gets to pair the teams together. All the pairings seem pretty fair until she put Soju with Silky. Do we think that was strategic or shade or what? Or did Soju have to get put with somebody? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, it didn't really matter what would happen because, like, the fact that Soju was there, whoever brooke picked with soju like that would be shade like they would call right. shade so it was like okay i don't really know like how you say it's shade because she had to choose somebody right and i think that it started off genuine like she said she was trying to match you know the queens a certain way and then i kind of almost felt like it was an accidental afterthought with soju and silky because she just kind of got to the end of the line and it was like oh i Ooh. guess <laughs> you're the only two left so have fun <laughs> and she's not gonna screw over her lover vangie so right exactly all right well immediately in the workroom ariel brings up the hair that was left we finally (sighs) get the real spooky tea girl wig gate has been solved yes she says oh i gave the red shitty wig to silky (laughs) and (laughs) basically (laughs) the rest i just left there on accident and like first of all how do you forget all of that shit like i'm the person if i lose one insignificant thing i still have to know where it is before i can do anything else like i'm completely distracted because something's out of place and i don't know where it is so how did you leave an entire shelf like a warehouse rack of hair (laughs) yeah you know what i'm saying also like this just kind of like proves that like plastique is shady as hell because she just like sees things laying around and just fucking takes them she's like like mine like i thought the whole time that like plastique knew that ariel gave them to her but she just assumed it and basically took them. she's basically the valentina (laughs) of this season (laughs) she just kind of lives in her own reality yeah and ariel said she wanted that shit back too so we'll see what happens come reunion you know raj is gonna have some slick shit yeah like of course, Raja ended up taking all of them because she's like so annoying and rude like that. Well, Raja didn't take them all. <laughs> she just took the most important one to Ariel. Yeah. And see, in, in Ariel's view, it's still like, okay, she has the most important one. Because remember, Ariel didn't speak up right away. So she feels a way about it. And then she kind of diminished it and was like, oh, well, just this one that Raja has. And that's kind of, I think, what Sugar was saying. It's like, oh, the one person who's not here, like you were way more mad about this earlier and it wasn't just over the one wig. Right. But also, too, like 
maybe that's like a wig that she spent the most money on or something like that or yeah maybe she made it or i don't know what ha- what is so special about that wig to her but i thought it was super dumb that akira and the other girls were jumping down her ariel's throat for not coming harder like what yeah yeah i mean either way like however she wants whatever ariel wants to say it's her stuff whatever she says is what everyone should be on board with. So I agree with that too. I mean, like, you don't have to force that out of somebody. It also didn't make sense. Cause like, okay, in the moment, sometimes people get pissed about things and then they've had time to like reflect on mm-hmm. it. And now they're not so pissed about it. So, yeah. cause that was like a day later. It's like, I totally understand Ariel maybe being like kind of more heated in the get go. And then like the next day she's just kind of like, whatever bitches just leave me alone. Right. Cause I mean, I get frustrated and I need to, sometimes you just need to vent or whatever and then it's done. And that's really the tea girl. And so, I mean, if you caught me in my fucking Hulk stage, yeah, I would have ripped your damn head off (laughs) at the time. If that's what you wanted, then come at me. But you know, we had a whole day to calm down and think about it. I'm still mad and I still want my wigs back, but this is the explanation and they just like weren't there for her explanation i guess which is not for them to decide it's how much, ariel should feel yeah and it's much easier for people to say what they would have done so there's all that kind of chicken house clucking going on right because then they're all in the talking heads like oh she didn't really come that hard eh, well say that to her face then like yeah why are y'all being two-faced about it because right. you're saying she's not coming hard enough but here you are in the talking head saying coming hard and saying she's not coming hard you know it's like all right girl this is too dramatic I'm i don't just know kind of over akira to be honest like based off the untucked when she just like basically pretended like she had no idea what was happening to plastique yeah so i don't know akira you're okay i guess but you're kind of dead to me sort of she's Bye. on your shade meter <laughs> see i kind of i was living for her stirring up the tea but the fact that they were like couldn't accept her explanation was where i had the issue i love it you know i love when people stir the tea girl but don't like come hard for people or like criticize people for not coming hard enough like i don't know like are we gonna start putting like a barometer like a graphic in the corner and being like she's this man whoa look at this rise up now she's red (laughs) red like (laughs) like how are we gonna justify how mad people are yeah that to me was just dumb yeah like, too much i thought it was fine that she like questioned it it was at that's i guess i was more annoyed with like how she was like annoyed that ariel wasn't getting so mad and like credit to scarlet because scarlet like didn't hold any like thing back she was just like yeah that's what i said <laughs> i said mm-hmm. what i said that's right a real bitch that's good right we kind of skipping around a little bit but then the next thing to talk about is how much silky is shitting on soju she says you know like i thought we were putting experienced professional drag queens in drag and i feel like i'm putting soju in drag for the first time when soju has tendonitis and like i don't know what you expect girl <laughs> yeah she can like silky is just very shook like she doesn't have a queen that's going to be easy to make over or fit into her aesthetic. So she just doesn't know what to do. So immediately, of course, no shocker. It's everyone's fault 
but mine. Like, this challenge is my responsibility, but Soju is just impossible. We can't make this work. So, okay, I think Soju, one, was having a lot of fun with Silky. Like, I think she was kind of, like, egging her on a little bit. Yeah, she was. But number two, Silky, I don't care who gave, who Silky got, she would have not done well in this challenge. Like, if you would have given Soju to Vanji, I bet Vanji would have turned it out. Yep. Like, the problem is, like, Silky's aesthetic is very sloppy looking. She doesn't know how to obviously, like, pad properly and, like, not hide the lines. It's pretty obvious to me that, like, her looks just aren't great. Like, she's a very, like, off-the-cuff, very funny queen. But, like, when it comes to the looks on the runway, that's not her thing so like i don't know why she felt like oh well brooke's coming for me and i have to deal with soju it's like no girl you couldn't have done this with anyone like if you had to make up brooklyn heights you would have probably like failed the challenge even then right right like evie said like she needs to stop taking everything so personally too so I don't know, girl. It, it is what it is. I thought it was a bit hypocritical for Silky to be so critical of Soju not wearing high heels when when Silky can't even get her padding correct. I'm trying to figure out why is this such an issue now on episode 11? Like, are you judges just now figuring this out? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously? I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I think part of it is they're willing to like, excuse stuff like in the very early parts right, of it because you've got parts. like queens that are like so bad at certain things so they're like okay we can excuse silky being bad at this because she was funny at this whereas now it's like everybody's good so it's like you gotta like step it up i get you i follow i follow right so um so then rue comes into the workroom to talk to the girls and she asks brooke if pairing silky and soju was shade Rue was trying to get her to say that, yes, it was shade, but Brooke says that she thinks Silky would have had trouble paired with anyone, which we kind of just talked about. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, girl, be mad if you want to. I mean, it sucks. Like, I remember getting pissed from critiques I've received and things I've done in the past. But if it's true, you know, digest it and then get back into the game. Like, Silky is way more focused on holding petty grudges and fucking up her end result than actually taking advantage of the opportunity right and i also remember last week silky telling evie that um since she was one that wanted to be prepared and have more lines written down for the drag or cadabra challenge but she was in a team that mostly wanted to be doing um you know live like improv Mm -hmm. that she should just deal with the situation she was in so here we are now literally the next day and silky is in evie's shoes and here she is so uh what's the tea christine what's the tea yes it comes back real piping hot don't it oh yeah so uh, rue then goes to silky's table and it was aka awkward (laughs) 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 because she just was like bullshitting her way through the table interview and uh then she says you know like her way of justifying is in the great words of bruno mars don't believe me just watch and rupaul's not buying it because it's literally the same thing silky says every week and then she comes up with her like pads all like discombobulated yeah i think um 
I'm not going to say Rue's getting bored because obviously she kept her ass around. I don't know what for, but you can tell she's nearing the kind of over it stage. She's had a couple moments on the runway where the judges are like, nah, queen, we're not, we're not here for it. And this is just another one of those moments and Silky needs to step it up. Yeah. Step up your pussy queen. All the way up. So then Nina asks Scarlett, if she was surprised that anyone was still in the competition and she says silky and her personality was good enough to get her on the show but she's over her head in the competition Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so then also she says miss vanjie's name because she wears the same outfit on the runway every week and like the other queens like knew what vanjie was going to be wearing basically before she even wore anything to go on the runway Yeah, yeah which i mean basically everything scarlet said was correct I will say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. And uh, Akira, she brings up the wig situation. We kind of talked about that already. So to move on. So then Akira continues to call bitches out left and right and says, oh, Scarlet, did you say that Silky had the most assistance? And, uh, you know, Silky starts popping off before Scarlet can even explain herself. Mm-hmm. So wasn't even giving Scarlet a chance to finish a thought because she's in her feelings, which I get because she feels like she's being attacked. So it makes sense. But still, like, give someone don't ask someone a question and then interrupt them. Like, that's annoying. <laughs> right. I always tell people, like, if there's any in customer service with friends with family like if anything escalates like zero to 60 or 100 that quickly hey if we can't have like a productive conversation we can try again later whenever you are ready and right you know silky just went went there it's like girl just listen for a second just try to listen right and uh evie says the girls are acting that just because like someone has an opinion it doesn't mean they like hate you they're just saying their opinion on you Mm -hmm. and opinions are like assholes they're all on my face (laughs) (laughs) but yeah basically evie is saying silky is taking things too personally silky is yelling you know to evie tell me what they did to help me and evie's just trying to like be like whatever let her calm down Mm -hmm. doing my makeup and then eventually she's like okay bitch like we're keeping it 100 because you know that's what evie does (laughs) right and uh so she says oh like you got help with your hair Uh, which we saw in one of the challenges. We saw Akira helping her. She didn't know how to like slick her hair back to put under her wig. So was Evie lying? No. No. And then she also said that other girls were helping her sew. And Silky says, no, I sewed everything. I was like, well, I wouldn't admit to that, but okay. (laughs) That's right. Like, don't say yes too quickly. Yeah. Those weren't anything great to be that proud of. But yeah, so Akira says, Scarlet's just here to hate. So I kind of wanted to have a conversation, but I also don't want to be tone policing. But it seems like what the dream girls are really doing is ganging up on the rest of the girls. And now we're kind of seeing it more now that there aren't so many girls in the competition. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's very... um Alaska talks kind of in a way it just kind of happens naturally people will click up but that's something you have to be wary about in these environments so I'm not going to disagree with that because you could even see it in, in Untucked it was mm-hmm. like the dream girls sitting all with each other and then the rest of the girls so it's like to me it's like wow like we've been bamboozled this whole season because we got I think was Raja was a part of the dream girls too right 
Was it? Be- Ro- was she with them? I believe so. Who, like I've, so, the Dream Girls. Who? It's Silky and Akira. Who else? Miss Vanjie. Oh. Oh well, maybe I don't know if Raja was part of it then. Because I don't remember. Because you know the Dream Girls started as four, but then it finishes three. So. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so maybe Raja was. I don't know. Akira was definitely like with Raja. The ringleader. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So like it's really prevalent because they're just like, well, you attack one girl. Then the others are like, bar, 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 like barking down your your chimney here. And it's just like, damn, yo. Like it's really becoming apparent now that this was like their whole strategy was just like, oh, if one girl tries to start drama, the rest of the girls like start barking and like they got a lot of the loudest girls in the dream girls. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Dream Girls is like, I don't know, like the D list where Laska talks. Like, none of them are like <laughs> very Jeez. good. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, that was cool, girl. Shit. I'm just saying, like, okay, All Stars 2, when Rolaska talks came back, it was like, yes. Like, I'm not looking forward to like All Stars 6 when Dream Girls comes back. <laughs> I think that was like a giant ass school bus that just <laughs> drove by and took all of them out. I don't know that I have anything to say about this girl. <laughs> Sorry to leave you out standing, but you're out of Alaska talks, Tony. <laughs> time, time will tell. Don't at me, girl. Tony's <laughs> get eliminated next episode, girl. <laughs> that was some bubbling hot cheese right there. <laughs> That's right. Actually, let's take a break. I feel parched uh, before we get into the runway. So we're going to take a quick break here and we will be back very shortly. Ta-ta. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Girl, <laughs> where do you think you're going? <laughs> where, where do you think, think you're going? going? Oh going. my gosh, Joanne! Uh, Joanne! <laughs> Joanne's going back to her singing lessons. <laughs> We're practicing for Las Vegas, girl. We have like a couple more weeks. And instead of watching the RuPaul's Drag Race finale, we are going to go see Lady Gaga. Uh, I'm resting my voice. I'm ready. Yeah, because who the fuck cares anymore now that Nina's gone? Right. I could give two shits less. I'm going to see Lady Gaga and I'm not even mad about it. Sorry about it, girl. Drop smike. And Drop we're smike. out. We're out, girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's continue on with this Rue cap. I have a 25-minute presentation about Nina West later, so we need to get through the rest of this show. <laughs> Uh-oh. An oral history of <laughs> Nina West. <laughs> yeah. It's very oral, girl. It's a slip and slide. It's wet and wild. <laughs> Ooh, it's a stat breakdown. Yeah, girl. All right. So now we are actually going to discuss the runway, and the category is Family Values. Michelle Visage took that note literally and went Adam's family values, it looks like. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Fulmer Tisha. Yeah, I guess I'm just so used to Mama Michelle looking dark. So I just thought it was another everyday Michelle Visage look. 
girl. Can I just say real quick? Uh oh, are I, you read Michelle Visage? <laughs> Michelle Visage. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I always get annoyed when they do the family resemblance challenges because Michelle literally takes it so fucking literally. Like, she's always just like, it has to be exactly family resemblance. Or if it's not, then you failed the challenge. You suck. Hate you. Like, I don't know how many times, like, on the challenge, she'll, like... This one wasn't so bad, but, like, other times, like, it's like, oh, like, oh, we're doing, like, a like something unique. Kind of like Nina and Suga, where mm-hmm. it's like we're tied together, but it's we don't look identical. Yeah. Like, right. she literally shits her pants like if it if anyone does that uh, shit <laughs> so i wish already, they were green <laughs> so i already knew going into this that nina was screwed because they looked nothing alike they just had like okay trans flag in the pride flag in the pride flag so it was just like okay nina's fucked yeah because they're like super homophobic here at rupaul's drag race of course, they kick off the team that had the trans flag in it. Well, that's what I was telling Stoney before it even happened. It was like, this is going to look terrible for Drag Race if they get rid of Nina on this challenge because she's been pretty consistent, doing pretty well. She's gotten like the critiques, but you see she's put in the work. If you send her home on this for the pride and the trans pride, that's not a good look, girl. Yeah, because I didn't realize the category was Family Values Met Gala. Like, the, I didn't realize, like, there was certain levels that, like, oh, she looks like she just, like, put on a barrel of shit and went to a pride parade. Like, I mean, what? that's, like, the whole, like, that's the whole center of our community. Like, right. Why, why is that not good enough for the runway? Right. And the hair was styled the same. They had like a cute routine down. You can tell it was rehearsed. Like what gives drag race? Like what the fuck do you want? Right. It's just like, we know that you're producing a story, but what's the point of having even having a competition if you're just going to rig it and send people home in the order that you want them to go home in? Right. It's not a competition anymore. It's just like, RuPaul's best producer race at this point. It's just like y'all got rid of Sugar last week. Everyone was pissed. You get rid of Nina this week. It's like, well, what the hell is going to happen next week? I mean, next week they're probably going to get rid of Miss Vanjie, to be real honest. Silky needs to go. She won't. She can do whatever yeah. she wants. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, I don't know. I just, do we really need to see Silky's finale look? No. <laughs> I mean, I've seen busted pads enough so far. Lopsided girl. In T-Ways. Wow, we just really went hard, huh? Um, <laughs> so we had a couple cool people of color as guest judges this week. I was super excited to see Wanda Sykes because she is a great member of our LGBT community. Legendary. She's on Blackish. She's so funny on Blackish. Yes. And she actually had her own show for one season. Mm-hmm. And I was, I worked at that show a lot. And so, oh, that's right. Yeah, she had a drag queen as her like co host of sorts. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> That's cool. I didn't realize that. Yep. She had a drag queen as her, her as her co-host, and it was also torture to watch her do the monologue at the beginning of the episode because she doesn't enunciate very well, so they would keep making her do retakes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, uh, one, then one time she had, like, 
twisted her ankle or broke her ankle or something and I was uh we kind she was at the front waiting for her car to come around and I was coming in and I don't know we just had like a little moment and she was just like normally when we would see you know the celebrities you just sort of keep going like don't get in their space or whatever let them do their own thing but she was like just like so down to earth and she would just chat me up and uh she was just like super nice so love Wanda that's good yeah I've always been a fan of hers and Lena Waithe is like a heavy hitter she's actually um she was a co-writer on Master of None but mostly um a lot of buzz is around The Shy the series Mm. The Shy she's a writer on that as well and she's a producer behind the scenes as well she's actually working on a project with Kid Fury of The Read oh shit um, yeah i knew who she was and was pretty excited to see her she's definitely like the stud of your dreams and what you see on drag race that was like pre-chop she chopped all of her dreads off so she usually has a very sleek caesar caesar cut going on hell yeah i loved her looks i thought she looked really fun she's like kind of calm but still like upbeat and fun yeah i liked it i like calm people (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah let's quickly go through these looks first we have evie and scarlet do you guys think that it was enough to keep her safe or did you think she should have been in the bottom i thought it was enough to keep her safe i actually really like this i think that drag race sometimes suffers and not really um accepting fully the aesthetic that some of the queens are bringing we know we want to see polish but i thought this was a really cool idea and a different take on the family resemblance and i thought it looked very high fashion and i don't know i got it the judges didn't it seems yeah i thought i really liked the look i thought the judges were like very harsh on it i didn't really understand like yeah it was like maybe it wasn't like polished looking, but that's who Evie is. I guess that's where I'm like frustrated with the judges because they keep like, they want everything to be perfect. And it's like each of these Queens, like how like bring something unique to the competition. There's a difference between the slappiness of silky versus slappiness of Evie, like Evie's right. slappiness, like that's just her like look like it's She's intentionally designing. done that way. Whereas silky's is just like rudimentary shit. Oh, well I couldn't quite, get the shit done so here it is and i'm done it's like Like, drag 101 (laughs) right yeah i totally agree with what you're saying you know here in seattle there's sort of like three different drag neighborhoods i guess you could say there's the girls that are at queer bar which are you know more polished that's where a lot of the rude girls go then there's another school at um at our place and that one is sort of similar but our place i think is more of like the commercial like club when you think of like a gay club a queer okay. bar is more like you know well it's a bar it's more like a little bit upscale sort of fancy-ish um it's uh-huh. not like they have dancing and stuff but it's not like it's not like what you would see in queer as folk <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to compare it um and then there's another school called at this place called Kremwort, and that's basically where all the art queens are and so those are the queens that I mean, well, I like all the queens, but I tend to go gravitate towards that school. And that's where I go to watch the episodes is attached to it. There's a pizza place called Little Maria's Pizza here in Seattle. Oh, gosh. Now (laughs) I might get attacked. But um, if anyone listens, (laughs) it's in Seattle, but probably not. And uh, but yeah, so that's where I go. And uh, a lot of the queens that do their events at work are the host there there's one main host and then she'll have guests and and so so to me that's kind of what silky is 
Silky would be like a crim work queen. And mm-hmm. just because her, like your drag isn't the stereotypical, like pretty drag, like what Silky does, doesn't make it invalid. And just because, you know, maybe we're getting more spooky tea from Evie, I don't think that invalidates what she does. Her, her drag is more high fashion in her own way. Right, exactly. There's variations. Right. Well, to continue, the conversation is Nina and Suga. So not your typical like pageant drag. They were, their family values were LGBT pride. I think Nina's outfit was good. I thought it was enough for her to be safe. I think I would have maybe enjoyed it more as a one piece jumpsuit. But yeah, I agree with that. I don't think that with like a fierce, like red glittery Gaga pump jumpsuit with that hair would have just jumped off of the screen right and i thought that suga's outfit was amazing and i thought that was not only something you would see at a drag show but also something you could see on a runway too so mm-hmm. i loved suga's trans pride outfit i thought it was so well put together and they were sending us a message that needs to be heard they were you know representing their trans pride which you don't often see on TV, this might be the first time on RuPaul's Drag Race that you really see such a clear message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was I really think... disappointing to see what happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought, I thought Sugar's uh, outfit looked fine. Like I, so for me personally, I can see why Nina was in the bottom, just because her outfit was a little basic. Like, it, I mean, it was like literally just the the pride flag and it was kind of just you know it was just like a pieced bodysuit basically so I get why she was in the bottom but I don't know I just feel like I think she would have been safe if she would have had like more of a va-va-voom kind of bottom like giving us more hip action yeah I think it was a little bit hard this week because you only have six queens like there's really not a lot to pick from like obviously to me silky was the bottom of the bottom but you're kind of like splitting hairs a little bit on some of it yeah it is yeah it is hard to because some you know two have to be in the bottom there's only six people it's hard at this point to put people in the bottom so when i was thinking about it, it's like i can see putting nina in the bottom but i don't think she should have gone home and and we can talk about that when we talk about the lip sync but but yeah it was it was a little bit reaching like some of the critiques were a little bit weird like i could have been just like maybe too sensitive or too overreacting but when they were saying the comment about oh she puts the t in the lgbt like i thought that was a little bit gross but i don't know like because i mean yeah because i mean i get it she's wearing a trans pride dress but at the same time, like, it's kind of like a sensitive to- topic, especially for trans people to be a part mm-hmm. of our community, because I think a lot, of, I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of the trans community, but I feel like a, a lot of what I see trans people saying is that they don't feel a part of the community, especially the gay community. So mm-hmm. just to hear comments like that, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, it's very, like, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know it's all in good fun for the show, but I'm just like, you know, we need to be a little bit sensitive to and in, in respect other people's feelings yeah we know what rue would say it's like you know don't take life too seriously but you know still you have to consider you know human beings and we all don't function and process things the same way right so uh to move on let's talk about akira and honey's outfit because i well a lot of people at the bar i was at thought that this was great looks but 
to me, it was a little basic. We said the exact same thing. You know, this is a simple, basic, classic drag look. It's hard to fuck up. They looked pretty, but nobody got on their case. And Ross Matthews kind of saved them, in my opinion, because he said, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Cool, but you're still on Drag Race and you're getting on other girls' cases for not bringing it. And Akaria is a queen who has been slain decently. So we need to be pushing Akaria as well. Yeah. See, that's my problem with Akaria is that this look wasn't bad, I guess, but it was kind of just like, meh. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. there really wasn't anything exciting about it. I thought we've already seen this a hundred times from Akaria. Same you know, we've hair. criticized um, Banji for pulling the same stuff over and over. Well, Honestly, like Akira is kind of doing the same thing now. Like we've seen a lot of the same stuff from her. So I'm just like wondering, like, when are we going to see more from Akira? Because it's been kind of basic at this point. Like mm-hmm. we kind of get we saw the good girl. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because Michelle was like, oh, you know, I love a peekaboo slit. And it's like, well, that's kind of her signature. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, I, their looks were great. We're not shitting on Akira's looks. They were good. They were very Texas drag. And I'm just very. saying, if we're going to call out Nina and Suga for, you know, saying that their looks were too basic, I think it's only fair to say the same for Akira and Honey. And yeah, so it just shows the uh, double double-edged sword i guess you know they the two faces of rupaul's drag race producers i feel like in season 11 the production is just lost i don't think they really know what to do with the queens or with the audience and the product as a whole like what they want how they want us to perceive the show this season i don't think they really quite know no they they uh i mean it's you know it's on vh1 now so it's been on there for a few seasons so they're not like fully like you know they don't have it's not like a routine for them quite yet maybe so they're still getting their footing in as far as producing the show so i don't know like they're kind of taking all the fun out of it because they're producing it more like a reality show like what a lot of their programming is but it's not how the show works it's a competition show about drag it's not a reality show i mean yeah maybe that's i think the part of the problem is they seem to be rewarding polish mediocrity yeah like okay so like akira they're rewarding her because okay it was a polished look it was fine. Nothing wrong with it. But like somebody like Evie, they're like, okay, well, this is a little odd to me. I don't understand. You know, it's denim. It doesn't, It. I have to like think about it. So I'm not really sure. But right. I'm like, okay, if you go back to like season three and look at Raja and what she was doing, I feel like Raja would have been read way harder if she was in season 11 mm-hmm. because like sure. they... Because now they're like, okay, well, it needs everything needs to be perfect. Like you can't like go outside of the like normal boundary, or else we're now we're like gonna freak out because we don't understand. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of frustrating as a viewer to be watching a show that's filmed this way. And if you want the queens to take a second mortgage out on their homes before they come to your stage, fucking tell them so we can save ourselves some time and energy for real yeah or give them like an allowance or like here's a like per diem to like buy a bunch of shit before you come on the show Ooh, okay 
You heard it here for it first. Now, if that shit pops up, somebody's <laughs> listening to the show. We got you. We got you. <laughs> All right. So a couple more looks to get through. Silky and Soju's disco blue looks. Trash. I saw it at Party City. I could have made it next. Yeah. <laughs> Silky's belt was, quote unquote, belt was falling off. She even tripped over it in her lip sync. Goodness gracious. I mean, this was just bad. And that's the thing. Like, the difference between, like, when we talk about Evie being her, you know, like, not as polished. Like, we're not talking about Silky. Where Silky, it's, it's more just, I can't get my outfit to look like, I can't get it on right. So, basically, there's shit hanging out everywhere. Like, shit's falling <laughs> off. You know what I mean? That's the difference. And I just feel like it's unfair to keep, like, Silky safe all the time when she can't even put it on, like, presentable, presentable runway. Right. And clearly, she's not used to painting different skin tones. But that also applies, I think, to Nina. Because I do think her makeup on um, Sugarcane was a little bit not polished so just to be fair you know if we're gonna be critical of silky we also have to say the same for nina i think nina is probably not used to putting on makeup for someone of a darker skin tone oh 100 i don't think that sugar's makeup was its best no we've definitely seen her prettier (laughs) much yeah yeah so uh then let's talk about miss vangie and ariel Good job, Vanjie. I thought she was going to win. You know, this was put together. She made Ariel look like a completely different queen, but she was still gorgeous. So I thought she was taking this one home. Yeah, see, I thought, like, Vanjie, I thought did really well because she transformed Ariel into herself, basically. Like, I thought they Ariel looked like a completely different queen. And maybe it's because Ariel does, like, more of a bubbly type, you know, queen. Yeah, but- the- Vanjie like made Ariel into Vanjie like it was pretty awesome I thought yeah when they came out I literally couldn't tell which was Miss Vanjie I thought they were identical <laughs> like to me yeah it took yeah, me a while because I had to think about wait who is with Vanjie because yeah. I was like what's queen and then I was like oh yeah like that's Ariel but I it took me a while to understand that Ariel was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, they were great. Um, I think we could also say the same about our next two Brooklyn Heights and Plastic Tierra. While their outfits were different colors, they were the same pattern. And when they came out, I just like literally gay gasped (laughs) because I was so shocked, like how pretty they both looked. It was a moment. I thought that I was watching like a modern day um, queer Downton Abbey, but like mixed. (laughs) Yeah. They just looked, they matched really well. I liked how the hair was different colors, but it was styled the same. The dresses were contrasting, but similar. It was just a home run. Yeah, it was It was really good. I honestly think that's kind of why Brooke was over the top was the performance part of it. I thought the looks like between Vanjie and Brooke were like kind of a tie. Yeah. But I think Brooke's yeah. like mm-hmm. performance and the story that she was selling mm-hmm. was kind of what set her above Vanjie. I agree. Yeah, they had a good story for sure. I thought I also couldn't tell when they first came out. I was like, wait, which one's Brooke? Like, that's 
to me i was just like so so yeah what you said basically is their looks were both done really well and it was just mainly about the story i think Mm -hmm. um before we move out of the runway just one more note about evie oddly i didn't really like her face paint to me it read like state fair i thought (laughs) that that could have been a little different too like maybe um uh like an edgy glam we don't need like the frills and the swirls and all that yeah, yeah. it was a little bit like face painting at the amusement park yeah for like, sure let's go get cotton candy like i went to my sister's <laughs> yeah. birthday party or something and decided to get one let's get high and eat cotton candy and then bark everywhere <laughs> that's what i got for sure <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I think that also could have really saved Evie's look a lot is just if she had done like a prettier face, then Mm -hmm. her look would have looked more high fashion. Yeah. All right. So moving on, they asked the girls who should go home and they basically boil down to saying Silky or Evie and Silky says Evie's name because you have to be nice to be America's next drag superstar and I thought it was a little bit hypocritical for her to say that because between the runway the entire season like and all of her reactions in the workroom today it really seems like Silky lends a blind eye to her own behavior and gets a pass from not only herself but a lot of her castmates and production. Right. And this is something that we've said before on the show. Um, We've seen Evie in action. So we know that it's probably taken a lot for her to humble herself and apologize and really try to do the work to become a better person. And Silky just kind of like puts up an iron gate and nobody gets a chance as soon as she's pissed at you for whatever reason and like we've said before i don't think that that's somebody that should be wearing a crown representing a community also tyra sanchez won season two so all bets are off bitch (laughs) good point yeah (laughs) Yeah. but uh, i mean also just crazy Right. As much as I don't prefer <laughs> Silky's drag, I don't think that we should be comparing her to Tyra because Silky's not like that. <laughs> well, no. And I, I guess what I was saying was just like, like as far as Silky saying, you have to be nice. Like Tyra right. is not a nice person. Yeah, she's actually the she complete the antithesis season, so, of that. Yeah. And I wouldn't even <laughs> compare like Evie to Tyra because Evie's not anywhere near Tyra level. No, um, but I'm just saying like that shit doesn't even matter. So girl, what bye. it boils down to is Silky just wants to be petty and the petty is starting to show in her drag because girl, can we say dusty and tangled? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I had a dollar every time Silky said, I'm nice to everyone, I would be a millionaire and <laughs> then I would have to give it all back because those are all lies. Oi, oi, oi. Collections would be at my door, girl. <laughs> so uh yeah um so brooklyn wins the challenge she won the mini challenge and the maxi challenge so good job brooklyn my team was representing this week and yeah stay tuned (laughs) and uh silky and nina are in the bottom the lip sync was to no scrubs by tlc yes classic so my sister actually used to sing this when she was like in her car seat like as she was learning to talk she was singing this song and my parents would just look at each other like oh fuck like our like toddler singing about scrubs (laughs) 
watch out world <laughs> <laughs> can we just say real quick like bad move by production we had candy burris on this season earlier why didn't you play no scrubs when on she her episode was on the episode like good point seriously like you guys suck at this yeah <laughs> solid point wow good job sony let good us job. just do it like let us help you <laughs> but uh yeah this is pretty much the uh the most laughable lip sync i was audibly laughing to the point where people were staring me at at the bar <laughs> it was so bad it was so bad uh, okay it was terrible like oh my gosh that poor silky like i i'm not trying to fat shame anybody Anybody can be out of shape, regardless of size. Silky yeah. just seemed out of shape. I don't know if it was because she was just trying to do the most. Like, she was working the stage. I'll give the girl that. But she was out of breath. She was kind of starting to drag and just kind of mosey through moves. Your fucking ponytail, somehow, your ponytail, not even a full head of hair, is tangled <laughs> and visibly knotted yeah. on the main stage. And you're getting up off of the ground, getting stuck in it. Was oh that her? God. Was that her same T.S. Madison wig? I probably was the tangled ass thirty <laughs> inches. I it was just tangled. Okay, that's the only word I've got for it. And it was yeah. It was just raggedy. I don't know. As a black girl, you need to make sure your hair is looking right, especially on national television. <laughs> and um, poor Nina, God bless yeah. her. She can't dance, but she was giving you the lip sync. She had a really strong start to the lip sync. She did. She did. Um, okay, so here's the T. <laughs> oh, God. Here's the, the T.S. Madison. <laughs> oh, gosh. The moment, as soon as I saw Nina dancing and doing the lip sync, I was instantly worried because I was like, <laughs> damn, like, I feel like I'm on the same level as Nina. Like I could have probably done what Nina was doing out there. <laughs> you <laughs> had like a couple wine coolers and you're feeling yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I think I've done that like at Metro at the bar here in Indy. When Stoney gets um, drunk, when Stoney dances, he's like a midsummer night's dream fairy. Like he just bounces. Um so when I saw that, like I was instantly worried, but then I had a ray of hope when Silky started climbing on the ledge because I was I was like Oh my god! Like, uh, like here's our moment. Fall, like, if fall, Silky fall, falls fall. off the ledge, then <laughs> Nina will instantly win the lip sync. This is our only hope. But yeah, of, of course she f- stayed on somehow, and then her hair got all stuck in her face, and she somehow still won. So I was I not <laughs> into that at all. It was like if you put a fucking ponytail on a walrus, and you just threw some fish out there, and it was just going to every corner. To get every little piece. Yeah. I thought, like, literally as soon as she went up there, I was like, oh, my God, is she going to jump from there? (laughs) And I say walrus because, like, she was just moseying through the moves. Like, it was just lazy. I thought she was just interpretive dancing. No, girl. It felt (laughs) floppy. Um, Even, like... I don't know. This is so disappointing because Silky all season long has been like, I'm ready to lip sync for my life. And then she wasn't ready today. (laughs) She did not turn it. She didn't bring her Beachella. I mean, have we ever seen Rue like judge a lip sync and be just basically like, "Eh, I don't know. (laughs) But, But also too, I don't think Silky knows how like a reveal works because like she did one in untucked where it's like, okay uh we're not lip syncing but thanks for your reveal and then this time she did 
you know, another reveal in a, in a strange place. She's like, and a scrub is, oh, and now her wig's gone. Okay, woo. Yeah. <laughs> that made no sense. Yeah. There was no, like, pause in the song. There was no buildup. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> and Silky is at risk of losing her black girl card because we know how to wrap hair at night before we throw the bonnet on. You mm-hmm. wake up in the morning, you take that shit off and shake it out, and there's no tangle anywhere she just yeah. like pulled it out of the bag and put it on her head i am offended the only tangled i want to see is the <laughs> award-winning pixar movie so whatever thank you yikes all right well that was a, a tough lip sync to get through but now we find out that uh, somehow maybe it was from uh the black magic from last week but silky is safe and uh, Nina is going home. Yeah, insert sad sob story from Silky. Sad um, in a sarcastic tone. And goodness, I was not ready to lose Nina. Robbed. She was robbed. She was. She was such a shiny beacon through this whole competition. And we'll have our Untucked commentary on Insta next week. But on Untucked, she was honest and like, she's like, I didn't think I was going to make it this far. So I'm just so happy to be here. And I really kind of started to tear up at that moment because like, if you listen back to our Meet the Queens episode, we were like, we love Nina, but we think she's going to get out really soon because Camp Dragged doesn't make it far in the competition Uh, yeah so to Mm -hmm. actually like she basically said what we said like but in untucked Mm -hmm. we're we're pretty much oracles at this point a lot of shit that we have talked about has come to fruition very much so yeah i was somebody that like i liked nina from the get-go but as the season went on i really grew to love her and i honestly think she's like one of my favorite characters like rear girls uh, on yeah one of the rue girls on the seasons like in all the seasons really and I don't know. I'm really hoping that we see more of her. Like, I would love to see her eventually come back for an All-Stars because, like, she's the type of queen, too, that she's so willing to, like, improve on herself. And I think, like, the next time we see her on the show again, if she wants to do it again, I think she can up her game even more and maybe give us that camp to the next level right nina nina is definitely somebody i look forward to seeing on an all-stars i'm sure she'll get an invite most definitely yeah it was super sad i was crying when she got eliminated and i was crying and then when i watched untucked (laughs) it was Uh. just like i was a hot mess and then miss vanjie's mom was on my screen and i was crying more and i was like oh god (laughs) what the hell is happening here (laughs) uh yeah i yeah that was a tough one for everybody yeah well let's go ahead and move on to the points where are the points where are the points okay Did I get more points <laughs> so this week was basically a massacre by seth yes um, finally jacaris bitch <laughs> aria just like jumped up behind me and stabbed me in the face Um, i got you bitch (laughs) so brooklyn won the mini challenge and the main challenge so seth gets 10 points from that and 20 points from the main challenge nice um i have more than 300 points (laughs) yes girl (laughs) queen's still on the show jamal had two queens so he gets 10 points seth had 
uh, two queens, so he gets 10 points, and I had two queens, so I get 10 points. Not anymore. Hope you enjoy <laughs> it while it lasts, girl. No, I'm down to Vanjie, girl. It's rough. <laughs> but if she gets out next week, then we're literally going into the final with no players Shit. on your team. Then I lose the game forever. Um, Ouch. And then Silky won the bottom two lip sync, so Jamal gets 10 points, but he doesn't win RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> so after 11 exhausting episodes, <laughs> we're still here. Uh, uh, let's see. So Seth is in last place still with 335 what? points. <laughs> I got all the points this episode. How am I still in last place? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't understand because you have Brooklyn on your team and she's won a shit ton. So yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> you better check the numbers. Um, the chads d- are still punched. I want to recount. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am in second place with 370 points. Yes, bitch. <laughs> you better and, watch out. <laughs> and Jamal's in first place with 390 silky almond milk ganaches i'm allergic to (laughs) almond milk yeah you better watch out girl all your points are spoiled now so (laughs) you won't be getting any more uh silky better bring the heat she's on my team tough love bitch yeah comb comb that ponytail do better yes (laughs) do better yes All right, you guys. So I think it's time that we move on to trade. But before we do that, I will lead you out with my favorite quote from this episode. Adventure is out there. Go big. Be kind. Fucking go west. Yes. And then I cried. (laughs) Yeah. It was hard getting through the quote, girl. (laughs) Let's talk about hot mid. Make me feel better. (laughs) Sounds good. All right, you guys, welcome back to Trade, the sexiest segment in all of podcast history. It's so sexy that even Bob Ross won't paint it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) He only paints G and sometimes PG rated scenes. So Avi, we're out. Too spicy for his brush. Yeah. As the Spice Girls once said, spice up your life. So come on. Bob Ross, get your shit together. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways, well, let's go ahead and discuss our trades of the week. Which one of you guys would like to go first this week? Stoney's gonna go. I will go first. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. Okay, so my trade for this week, uh, his Instagram handle is John NY si billy uh didn't get any of that (laughs) well just go to the show notes but anyway this so i've been following him for a while on instagram so he is an actor but like i started following him just based on instagram and he posts like funny videos and an occasional meme you guys Uh, i see memes (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-oh But he was actually on Pose um, 
season one whenever so he was like one of the aids patients that died actually oh spoiler oh, yeah. sorry um, wow stony <laughs> i haven't watched this damn show yet what the hell are you doing that's so all funny. right i'm not watching post now stony ruined it you can all He's blame like, stony oops. for me not watching Sorry, I spoiled uh, Pose. He didn't play that big of a role, so it's fine. He's really cute, too. Um, but yeah, he's really cute, and that is why I follow him, and I think he's going to be on other shows soon. So, girl, bye. I like him and his jorts. Those jorts are sexy. Jorts? Yes, girl. His jean shorts. Oh. <laughs> You haven't double tapped at Stony. I haven't seen that one. Uh oh. Uh oh. Stony's like, I'll be right back, you guys. All right. <laughs> Trade session over, y'all. It's like goodbye. <laughs> what about you, Jamal? All right. So my trade is a little different this week. Well, not really, but a little. So every once in a while, because I keep my um, personal blog on the side, I will kind of browse the hashtags on Instagram, like um, men's lifestyle blog, queer lifestyle, you know, things like that. But anyway, I stumbled upon my trade this week, Dylan Seitz, and he's based out of Chicago, but his um, profile says he's a fitness enthusiast, aspiring artist, and professional traveler so use your imagination or look at the show notes but you can imagine he has some pretty cool pictures and he's really cute easy on the eyes nice full beard wow bitch he's from chicago (laughs) he's from chicago yes (laughs) definitely in the otter tribe of chicago the otter tribe wow he's also followed by your last week's trade sasha bell oh yeah i didn't notice that i see a theme here (laughs) Uh oh. You've been found out, girl. Trades following trades. This is like the chart in the L word. Like everyone's name is on a wall and we just start connecting dots. Yeah. Or like the Da Vinci Code. (laughs) (laughs) It would be that for the gay community. (laughs) That's the Sasha Bell Code. Who's going to crack it? Crack it, y'all. Crack the code. work well that's a good trade thanks how about you okay so my trade this week is more of a popular guy very well seen in the pop world so no further ado my trade this week is harry styles oh he's been stunting with the fashions okay so The reason why I had to pick him for this week's trade is because I absolutely loved his outfit at the Met Gala. Have you seen the picture? Yeah, I have. Okay. I've been on the hashtag all night. So y'all get it. Oh my gosh. He has like this cute like pantsuit sort of thing on. Lots of ruffles in the front. A see-through sort of top. And he has like an earring on. And... I don't know. I was just like immediately like, I mean, obviously Harry Styles is like so cute, but I was like even more so like turned on by him. So I was like, holy cow, like this has got (laughs) to be the trade of the week, (laughs) y'all. But it's happening. (laughs) It's happening. I feel something strange happening inside. Yes, I love it. Okay, so I was a day early because I actually started looking at the hashtag yesterday and I was like, this is not busy for like Met Gala, but (laughs) it's tonight. Here it is. It's tonight. I found him. 
Oh, wow. Isn't that great? That's like such a hot like outfit. I think it's so great when like guys are confident with themselves to wear outfits like that. Yeah. Well, it's very like to me, it's like modern interview with the vampire, even with like the darker palette. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I'm into it. Yes. But in addition to his Met Gala look, also other good reasons to have Harry Styles as our trade. Well, my trade. Y'all can't have him. Um, (laughs) Back off, bitch. Back off. That's my man's. Uh, But... (laughs) (laughs) but uh, other reasons to pick Harry is because he's a good ally to the LGBT community. He just like, you know, kind of promotes that agenda at his concerts and he's helped gay couples like propose to each other and come out at his concerts. And, He's like best friends with Stevie Nicks. So like if I could date Harry Styles, then I could sort of work my way in with Stevie Nicks. (laughs) Could you imagine like you're just at brunch and Stevie shows up? Queen Supreme girl. Be like, (gasps) 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 (laughs) Harry Styles who? (laughs) Forget all about him. (laughs) I could never. But yeah, he's just like so cute. And I love like I've really only been getting into him maybe the past couple years. Like, he just gets, like, more attractive as, like, he's aged. And uh, I really like how he wears, like, a lot of, like, sort of, it seems to be, like, um, like English mod style clothing. Yeah. I think that's, like, really hot. Like, he basically is, like, a modern day Rolling Stone. Yeah, and I've always been really into, like, the mod era as well. So I appreciate his fashion choices 99% of the time. Yeah, for sure. I mean... And obviously, like, musically talented. I mean, I was not, like, a directioner or whatever they're called. Like, uh, <laughs> One Direction. New I Direction. Don't know. <laughs> New <they> Direction. S- <laughs> oh, wait, that's Glee. Are New they directions. still together? I don't know, girl. They all have, like, their own solo records out, I think. Oh. Yeah, Zane. I listen to Zane sometimes. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you better get with it. (laughs) Harry has his own record out, and it's actually pretty good. I mean, it's still a little bit too pop for me, but I get it because that's, like, his thing. I wish he would do, like, maybe for his next album, like, he can have Stevie Nicks, like, help him or, like, be on a song or something, and they can do more of, like, a folk or, like, rock and roll album because I think his voice would be really suitable for that style of music. I kind of thought that's where he would go when he was going to go solo, but um, it's sort of going in that direction, but not quite there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's my trade, you guys. I could talk about Harry Styles forever because he's got the face of an angel and a personality to boot. Uh, All right, you guys. Well, we are going to go look at some more of the Met Gala pictures. (laughs) (laughs) But we will be back next week with another podcast for you. In the meantime, you can share this one with your friends and your mom and your uncle and whoever else you like. Don't forget to (laughs) pop in on Wednesdays because we will be doing our Untucked recaps on Instagram. It'll happen at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 6 p.m. Pacific Standard standard time concurrently two live streams at the same time what other podcast does that dun 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 shit yeah. is crazy girl it's <laughs> like some weird inception shit <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like back to the future is the top like really spinning i don't know <laughs> but yeah <laughs> but yeah thanks you guys for coming again i'm gonna go look at more pictures of harry styles now without jamal and stoney and <laughs> Ooh, privacy. <laughs> this is just for research. But yeah. 
uh yeah have a good week don't drink and drive and stay safe and yeah until next week you guys (laughs) bye Bye. don't get pregnant (laughs) (laughs) please don't (laughs) i forgot to say that but that was probably the most important one